Hello and welcome to the Seems Legit Podcast, hosted by your favorite craft beer drinking, whiskey sipping, bourbon appreciating, sushi eating, steak craving, speedo wearing, tell it like it is, poker playing guitarist, the dude himself, the dude Sonny D. Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. If you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the dude Sonny D. All right, it's election day here in uh, Manitoba. It's a provincial election. This was called, it was a Rather short-ish campaign period. Um, it had been building towards this, though, for a little while. Uh, but nonetheless, Election Day is finally here. Uh, so it'll be exciting to see how that plays out, so to speak. Uh, but uh, regardless, I'm hoping it's a high voter turnout. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to comment either way on each on either party. But I will say that I do hope it's a high voter turnout. I do hope that people... Don't feel discouraged to vote. Um, sometimes that kind of almost self-fulfilling prophecy, if you would, comes to be because people don't vote. And I know firsthand I've had it done when I've run uh, in elections um, that, yeah, you get hurt by people that, oh, I would have voted, but I didn't think it would make a difference. Every vote makes a difference, especially the more and more people that have that mentality. Oh, this riding is decided, uh, you know, in this direction or that direction. It's important to still get out and vote, in my opinion, because you never know. 500 people, 600 people, 700 people having a different, you know, having that idea to get out, have their vote counted can change and impact results drastically. And I mean, I do felt I made a strong connection with the constituents in the riding I uh, was in. It was just, at the end of the day, a lot of people, you know, oh, well, I, it was, you know, you weren't going to win or I didn't, you know, I just, I, it was, this is such a strong riding for the other party, whatever it might be. There's always an excuse not to vote. Um, there's advanced polls for a reason. And just, I mean, don't you want your voice heard? You know, don't you want to try and make that difference, right? I mean, we all are guilty of, of wanting to complain and, oh, you know, the government could be doing this job and that job. But at the same time, we do have a responsibility to go out and vote. And if you don't want a certain, you know, whichever party it might be, if you support one or whatever, get out there and vote. It makes a huge difference. So I'm hoping that a lot of people do get out and vote. I'm going to go out and vote uh, momentarily. Actually, I'll probably vote after recording this or... We'll see, but nonetheless, it is election day, so I encourage all of you to go out and vote. Whichever party you vote for, that's your choice. Just please go out and vote. Uh, as I said, it does make a difference, and uh, can shape, and it does shape your world. It shapes your life. It does have a direct impact on you. So it's just so important to get out and vote. Uh, but nonetheless, it is a provincial election, and it's an interesting time too. Um, because the first time kind of we're seeing a regrouped NDP party. Uh, this was a party that it was it was long discussed, the NDP machine. And, you know, they had Gary Dewar as their leader, who was the longtime premier. He kind of he handed it down. Um, oh, God, what was the last premier we had? It doesn't matter. Right now it's Brian Pallister of the PCs. But I'm, I'm drawing a blank on who uh, Greg Selinger. It was Greg Selinger was the premier after Dewar. Um, nonetheless, the party always seemed strong. And this is the first time, at least in my life, that I can remember uh, the NDP rebuilding and having to rebuild. 
uh, quite a few of their higher profile candidates and uh, MLAs have moved on to other things, whether it be different levels of politics, uh, different involvement in politics. Uh, it is what it is. But I mean, the party looks different. The party is trying to bounce back uh, after a very um, massive loss for them. They went from being the governing party, I think they had the, and they did have a majority government uh, to losing. And the PCs uh, not only just taking over government, but also getting the majority. So inverting the uh, um, the positions, so to speak. And uh, the Liberals provincially picked up a couple of seats last time. I think they're up to three or four now. So it'll be interesting to see how these things happen, how it plays out. Uh, so that's one of the storylines that I think is exciting. Uh, and that I'm kind of looking forward to seeing. Just how does this all shape out? Uh, there's going to be a lot of candidates whose names I don't know. Um, from the different ridings, of course, I know the candidates uh, in my riding, uh, but nonetheless, it'll just be interesting to see how this election plays out. Uh, some of the big themes, um, I think, going into this um, were the drastic changes to the healthcare system here in Manitoba, the closing of emergency rooms, uh, this whole emerging uh, thing of urgent care versus emergency uh, what is an emergency? What requires urgent care? Uh, how it's supposed to free up resources? How it's actually supposed to be a more efficient system? Uh, so that's going to be a big one. Uh, considering the NDP last couple of elections before that had run about you know preventing PC health cuts, and then I mean I'm not saying it's a cut, but I am saying there was a change made to health care. And again, this isn't a pro NDP banter. This is just this is one of the themes. To the converse of that. Who knows, maybe speaking to some people directly in the system, they might say it does free up hospital beds. You know, it does free up wait times. I know wait times are a big thing in Canada and especially in Manitoba. People wait for tests. They wait in emergency rooms. It's it's a bit of a disaster and a bit of a nightmare. And the whole system kind of needs a big overhaul. But uh, maybe that's the first step elected again. They can keep making changes. And if it does provide a better healthcare system, then, I mean, we have to see it play out. But, again, it's is are the voters happy with that? Are they happy with the changes made so far? The other side of it is they did reduce uh, the PST like they promised they would. So that has been um, a big plus there. So it'll be interesting to see. Does that come up? Uh, is that a deciding factor for people? Uh, there's been... Um, you know, and I mean, it's always hard when one party has been in government as long as the, you know, the NDP were and then the PCs get in. It's hard to make drastic change and it always will look drastic, right? So it's hard to, because you're inheriting the work that they've been done for almost generations, so to speak, of politics and of politicians. So it'll just be interesting, but those are really two of the big storylines in my opinion. Uh, the other one is going to be uh, whether the Liberals who, uh, from my observation, and I could be wrong here, but they seem to have been relatively quiet this election. Uh, there's always the Greens. Um, and I think the thing there is too is, is because of the the footing they're getting and the momentum they've gotten federally over the last you know 10 years or so, does it carry over provincially? Uh, James Bedham, I believe, is still the leader of the Greens. He's been the leader of the Greens for a while. 
Uh, I don't know what this means for his leadership. I don't know if the party's big enough yet to call into question their leaders just yet. But it'll be interesting to see now. That I think this will be his third or fourth election. Uh, so if he isn't successful and isn't elected again, it'll be interesting to see. Does politics be, uh, take a uh, back door for him? Or does he keep pushing forward? Either way, politics is hard and running in campaign and running in elections is very difficult. I know I've been in the trenches there. I know what it's like and it is tough work physically, psychologically, mentally, just everything about it is just so draining. You come out of an election just drained. I mean, I remember election night for me and I, and when I didn't win the disappointment, I guess I was so drained didn't even kick in for over 24 hours. It just, it didn't even seem real to me until the next day. And that's always the thing. It's always that next day when life moves on, life continues. That's the hard adjustment period. And I think it was that morning it kind of kicked in. I slept in maybe a little bit or just stayed in bed. Didn't want to leave the safety of my bed. You know, and I went, I spoke to my grandma that day. I saw my grandmother spend some time with her and uh, some of my friends, you know, went out for lunch. Just, I think it was trying to ease me back into it to show, you know, people trying to show their support. I think we had to go and clean out my campaign office and just, it was hard. Those first couple of days after the election for me were the hardest. So I don't envy politicians at all. And I mean, winning or losing it's got, it's, it's difficult. It's so draining. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's like any endeavor and winning always makes it better, but being on the losing end, I mean, if you have four candidates in your area, three of them aren't getting elected, right? So there's always three losers and one winner per four. If it's two, if it's three candidates, then there's always two people that lose, right? So I get it from people that lost in elections or might lose tonight. Like I have all the respect for just going through the process. And I think that's why I stress so much to go out and vote. These people are campaigning and it, and it is like a job. It is your job when you are a candidate. You have to put everything else on hold. That is your time. You have to be on point, sharp, focused, dialed in all day, every single day. There's no slipping up. Uh, you know, there's no taking your foot off the gas. And depending on how long you've been running your campaign, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it, it is a drain. It's tough. It's a grind. So all the, uh, all the power to everybody running and best of luck to everyone. But yeah, it's a tough, tough, tough grind, but it all comes to an end today. And as I said, those are going to be some interesting stories. So yeah, there's the liberals who have kept quiet this time. So as I said, the greens, that'll be one storyline. Then there's the liberals uh, who again are who are running a new leader this time? It was Rana Bokari last time. I'm not sure who it is this time, uh, and that might speak to maybe their presence uh, and and maybe just the volume they've been keeping. Now I think what ended up I don't know if they got funding last time because I, if you get X amount of the vote you qualify for like a reimbursement from the government. I think they might have last time. I'm not sure. And trust me, that does help. That does go a long way to finance campaigns. And so I don't know. We'll see what the liberals can do. And uh, if they can keep their momentum, if they can keep their seats, if those seats get converted in which way, right? Are those ridings that are NDP versus liberal or are they liberal versus PC, right? It'll be interesting to see if they're lost, where they um, get lost to. 
Uh, for me, always the most interesting riding is the River Heights riding. Uh, the, the PCs have run a number of strong candidates there. Uh, but John Gerard is the longstanding MLA there. He is the uh, incumbent. Uh, he he was the longtime leader of the provincial Liberal Party, and then he stepped down before the last election. And so it'll be interesting to see, because the party just almost hasn't had the same kind of feel and presence since John Gerard's leadership. Uh, but I don't I'm not involved with it, so I don't know what happened behind this. I don't know, you know. And maybe they did need a fresh voice, right? Sometimes you just need that. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm seeing a lot of Liberal signs everywhere. So, I mean, that's how I've gotten to see that they do have candidates everywhere. Uh, but just their presence, maybe on media and whatnot. And, and maybe my watching of news has changed and where you get your media. You just don't have time in your regular, busy, day-to-day -day life to be looking at news. But regardless, that's another storyline is how well does their leader do now? And does he continue or do they get another new leader going to elections? And that kind of brings up a, a bigger aspect of politics, right? Is that's always the storyline. The leaders, the leaders, the leaders. Will they stick around? Being a candidate is hard enough. Being the leader of a party has got to be just fucking excruciatingly painful. And I get that. So I can understand where if a can you know, if they're unsuccessful, they feel it. But I think the problem is you do see a lot of rash decision making from leaders of the losing parties. They don't take that time to think about it. They just feel, oh, I lost, I gotta go. And sometimes they just needed that. They need a second crack at it. They've built up some momentum. They just need to keep going. But we'll see again that uh, the storyline there is again. You have three leaders um, that will lose today, and or of the major or recognized major parties. So or semi-recognized, however you want to look at it, whatever the official jargon is. But you're going to have three leaders they're going to lose. And it'll be interesting to see how if their futures are decided tonight or in the coming week or weeks. Um, and I think for a lot of them, you'll get that idea before the end of September. So that'll be something for us to talk about uh, kind of recapping the election. And and tomorrow, uh, once the results are in, we can do it. We'll talk about that here on the show as well. But uh, nonetheless, that's interesting. In other news too, I just saw when I was at the gym, uh, Justin Trudeau is expected, uh, he's the prime minister, is expected to announce a federal election uh, tomorrow morning. He'll be going to the governor general's house and now uh, and meeting with them and announcing a federal election coming up. I imagine that's probably going to be taking place middle of October, end of October. Um, I could possibly see beginning of November. I've always found federal elections are a little um, closer to the winter time. So whether they're a spring election, it's a little closer uh, winter time. And then if they're in the fall, it's a little closer to winter on that end of uh, the seasons. But that's another interesting thing there. I saw some statistics that, you know, Justin Trudeau, maybe he feels the poll, you know, maybe he's been getting some poll results. And it's like, hey, your popularity right now is back up. For a long time, Andrew Shear was looking better. You know, he, he was getting the better numbers, but now your numbers are back up and, and it could be a strategy there. Again, federally, I'm not going to say which, you know, which party to vote for or anything. But again, pay attention now to what's going on federally. Pay attention to the campaigns. I think they've all seen this one coming, uh, especially Sheer and Trudeau. You've seen the, you can see them front and center, usually on TV and been trying to get their message across but this is going to be a very interesting uh federal election as well 
Uh, as we have more details tomorrow, that we can talk about that as well as the recap from tonight's or today slash tonight's provincial election. But nonetheless, uh, that's something to pay attention for as well. Tomorrow is the upcoming, um, what's it called, uh, federal election announcement. We'll see when that is, and we'll see the leaders maybe step up their games a little bit, and uh, that'll be on the forefront of I mean, Canadian everything, television, newspapers, everywhere we look. That'll be front and center. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, very exciting. Uh, I always have, I, I've got to say, I think that was one of the things I was most excited for when I turned 18 was to vote. And I haven't, uh, I don't think, missed an election yet. So I'm not going to break that tradition. I'll be out there voting today. And as I said, I encourage all of you to vote. And as I said, pay attention to those storylines, right? Uh, this is going to be a big test as to whether people have supported the PC changes to healthcare again they did reduce the pst uh the ndp are regrouping this is the first time they're kind of running and they have some brand new candidates they so that'll be interesting to see as well a brand new direction to the party there the liberals had gained some momentum last time picking up seats we'll see if they can keep that uh we'll see what happens with john gerard in river heights uh and uh yeah and then tomorrow is the big federal announcement uh and we'll see when that one is as i said i predict end of October, beginning of November for that. But nonetheless, we will talk about that tomorrow. In the meantime, I thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. If you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the Dude Sunny D. I thank you so much for tuning into this episode uh, of the Seems Legit Podcast. And remember to go out and vote. All right, take care and bye-bye for now.